0: This is the Sounders FC Soccer Post-Match Show on Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at redap.com. By ProLion Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLion Surgeons is the hospital alternative. Buy Washington's Lottery. Play $5 hit 5 from Washington's Lottery and get a chance to sign a one-day contract with Sounders FC. Buy Bill Corum's Puyallup Nissan. Easy like Sunday morning. And buy car toys. A better way to go. The Sounders FC post-match show starts now.
1: Well, they played a man up for 75 minutes, but the Seattle Sounders could not find a goal. Final score 0-0 between the Seattle Sounders and Columbus Crew SC. Welcome to the Sounders FC post-game show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Feltz up here in the booth beside S2 assistant coach Wade Weber and former Sounder captain Danny Jackson. Wade, it was a lot of uh, a lot of possession for the Sounders in the final third. A lot of chances that could have been, a lot of crosses. Ultimately, nothing goes in for the Seattle centers today. Yeah, huffing and puffing.
2: And, um, you know, you have to give credit to Columbus to a, to a great degree um, for establishing a, a tactical plan. Once they went to the five at the back, uh, the 5-3-1, Seattle had a hard time accessing the space behind either fullback. Um, they couldn't really break them down centrally. Um, you know, the compactness of that uh bank of five and bank of three made that difficult and Seattle struggled to deal with it now you know all the statistics will be in their favor and they do get a point out of it and that point in context you know maybe over the course of 34 games you'll look back and say ah you know certainly we could have done better but it wasn't our best day and we didn't get three points knowing that they lost last week knowing that they're now one four and two going on the road for two tough games they were two points Danny that the team I'm sure feels they
3: it really shouldn't have dropped. I agree and as well and I, and I think the, the bigger uh, concern with Brian is, is the inability to test a goalkeeper with 10 men for 75 minutes. The inability to have some imagination when you really need it. That little bit of magic in the final third. We need to drop a shoulder get that half a yard of uh, space and either whip the ball in with some quality or hit the ball on target and force the goalkeeper to make a save. We were flat footed when the ball came to us. We were devoid of ideas and, and I agree with you. I think the crew did a wonderful job, a masterful job, of sticking together, playing on a game plan. It looked like they would obviously been drilled. When they go a guy down, they immediately shift to this formation with this type of mindset. And they did it really perfectly. They're going to walk away from here and think what a great game it was for them. You could see some of their uh, staff up here in our area who were supporting like they just won a game. There's no doubt about it. That's what it felt like for them. But for me, it's all about reputation doesn't win games. The ability to execute on the field individually and as a collective unit is what gets you three points on the board, and that's what the Sounders didn't have today. Sounders, uh, final score 0-0 between
1: Seattle and Columbus Crew SC today here at CenturyLink Field. You're listening to the Sounders FC post game show. Uh, we're going to hear from a head coach Brian Schmetzer, Schmetzer here momentarily here on the postgame show, uh, looking at what they did in the second half. We talked a lot about in the, at the halftime show of the changes that they needed to make in order to come out really quickly, Danny, and, and get something fast going. They make the change at halftime. They take off Chad Marshall. They put on Handwala Buana, bringing a lot of speed. How did in the first? It looked like they were very dangerous in the first opening few minutes of the second half. What was going on there in the changes, and, and, and how did it kind of? slowly kind of drop off there as the second half progressed
3: well it wasn't a formational change per se right you pull off a center Mm -hmm. back you drop svensson in and you kind of drop guys back in but i mean wade talked about it just before uh halftime about buwana being the maybe a bit of the X factor a little bit of speed what we have not had maybe that ball over the top to unbalance the back four but when you start breaking it down the small things matter in these big games the inside midfield player receiving the ball and allowing the player the ball to go into the channel for the outside player who maybe gets a little wider to run onto it and whip it in and find that space between goalkeeper and back four that's what allows you to get more space in the box because the back four if you do that consistently the back four drop off to get closer to the goalkeeper the cutback is then on the space is there and available it's the small things how many times do we see will Bruin receive the ball into his feet in and around the top of the box to drop the ball off to a Dempsey, Dropped the ball off to a roll down. We didn't see that enough. And again, for me, it's all about courage. You give a guy like Buwana the chance to come on for 45 minutes. His asset is speed, his dynamic play. Get there and run and commit that outside back. We just didn't see that. We saw a little bit of it with, with Wingo when he came on. Had a bit of courage to go at them. Had the courage to make a mistake, right? And that's what it's all about. Unfortunately, you know, what Buwana, what we're looking for with Buwana was that little bit of dynamic play on the outside it just didn't happen
2: Two, two thoughts one is when a team is set up with 10 men uh, really looking to counter it they're harder to break down they're yeah. harder to find the space behind so even if Hanwala had the pace to get there there wasn't the space the space exists when you get their back line to step 20 yards further up the field but when they're at the edge of their box there's just not a lot of room to play when yeah. those midfield three are you know snapping at your heels you know the second and this danny i, I Really agree with you. The courage to make a mistake that Hanwala played, in, and this is not targeting him. Were, I would say most Seattle players in wide areas to, uh, today did not look to beat their man, yeah. so that they could get behind. Uh, they they understood that that keeping possession was maybe more important. So so as they went at him, they were they were. T- it was a tendency to want to cut inside, cut it back, recirculate the ball, and when you recirculate it has to be done fast it i'm not i'm Thank no you. newtonian physicist right <laughs> i don't pretend to be i don't play one at home uh but but i know that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction and it's the same right. on the field that as you move the ball you force the defense to adjust if you take too long then the, the adjustment takes place. If you can get them while they're still adjusting, that's when the openings exist, and the Sounders just couldn't do
3: that. And the natural space, when you play a guy down, is in the outside. You leave that space outside. You hopefully can shift as a unit, which the crew did so well. But I agree, you've got to get the ball out wide. And There's really three things to do as, an, as a wide play, right? A David Beckham, he would take a half a touch and whip that ball in with quality. You have a guy like Messi who drops his shoulder and comes in. And then maybe like a local guy, Steve Zakwani, who would run at the guy, commit, get to the end line, which Brian Schmetzer likes so much, and then finds the cross. And we didn't have really any of that. He just kept getting recirculated with a lack of pace, and we weren't able to break him down.
1: Sounders do grab a point today. 0-0, the final score between Seattle and Columbus Crew SC. Uh, We're going to hear from Brian Schmetzer, head coach, momentarily. So stay tuned. This is the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders Sports Radio 950 KJR.
0: You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. 0-0 zero, zero
1: between the Seattle Sounders and Columbus Crew SC today. Seattle picks up a point here on the MLS regular season. We're waiting to hear head coach Brian Schmetzer Talk at his post game press conference, we'll throw it down there to the bowels of Central Link Field right when he starts talking. Jackson felt's back up here in the booth alongside S2 assistant coach Danny ja- uh S2 assistant coach Wade Weber, and former Sounder captain Danny Jackson. Hey, while well, we have a few seconds, uh, let's take a look at uh, today's Alcatel play of the match. It was late in the game, uh, and Columbus was pretty dangerous throughout despite being a man down, but uh, Stefan Fry came through with a save. Ball into space, it finds Jimenez.
4: Jimenez now. Christian rolled on, cutting him down, and that one's standard stuff for Stefan Fry About a 25-yard shot right in his chest.
1: Today's play of the match is presented by Alcatel, the official smartphone partner of Seattle Sounders FC. And hey, uh, your Budweiser, the man of the match, is also Stefan Fry. <laughs> Fans can vote for the Budweiser Man of the Match until the final whistle every match on the official Sounders FC app. So Stefan Fry gets the play, and he gets the Man of the Match. Jackson,
2: I I, I tell you what, we've been I've been doing this for seven seasons yeah? now, and uh, oh. I, we've never had a less enthusiastic play of the match really? than uh, than that. And, I and, thought it was glorious. And and, and and all you know, all seriousness, I, I don't know that the Sounders today created a, an opportunity to score that was. Uh, Worthy of that, right? I mean, they, no. they didn't have that one clear look um, on the Columbus school. Zach handled everything that they served in the air, um, never did get booked by the referee. There was a significant amount of delaying of a yeah. restart, Danny, in my opinion. It's a cla- it's the goalkeeper where you, you, you get it and you move the other way. Our,
1: all right, Brian Schmetzer, head coach of your Seattle Sounders. He's sitting down for his post-match press conference right now. We will send it down to CenturyLink Field where they are at, at his press conference.
4: He's got a foot injury, and we were hoping he would play. But, um, you know, we decided that he wasn't going to be able to play. We are going to continue to evaluate him because he's an important player for our club. And, you know, we'll just take it game by game. Is
1: there a possibility for Wednesday?
4: There's a possibility for Wednesday. There's a possibility for Saturday. We'll just continue to evaluate him.
1: Of to break the team down um,
4: what did guys try to do and uh, what was the plan going in there once in ten well we we pulled Marshall off at halftime to bring Handwala on put him out wide to see if he couldn't you know break guys down 1v1 you know knew who on that side and, and Handwala two fast young aggressive guys um you know, then with the next sub, we tried to, you know, go to three at the back and, you know, push another guy up. You know, the swap for uh, Magnus for Alex was just a straight swap. Um, when Henry came on, we just played three at the back. So it was a combination of just trying to get guys out into wide channels to stretch them a little wider, to, regate, to create some gaps in for Clint or Bruin or Magnus. Um, but, You know, you gotta credit the crew. They did a good job shutting us down. Jeff? Brian, back to Ladero. What's the dialogue been like between your coaching staff and Ladero, and the front office and Ladero regarding uh, his ability to play and how much is his desire to play for the World Cup uh, Uruguayan side impacting? How much has that impacted his decision? Well, he's got a significant foot injury, and the player is certainly. You know, when he has a significant injury, it's it's his call. Um, Nico has been a very, very positive influence for us in the club. So, you know, we're we're we're, we're sad that he isn't playing, but like I said, we're going to continue to evaluate him and try and make good decisions for this club. Nico,
1: uh, what was the most frustrating part about the ties? And-
4: we're disappointed in the result, Nico. It's not good enough. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that we watch this tape and we work on attacking movements to try and break that final line and be a little more creative, you know. And then, you know, we, we move the ball too slow. I mean, a few times when they did get into our end of the field and we one possession of the ball we need to sprint we need to get down the field before they get a chance to get bunkered in and so we will look at that uh and the coaching staff will 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 train that to make sure that we you know create more opportunities more good opportunities i should say what I told them at halftime is sometimes when you go down to 10 men, you, you, you play with less pressure because you know, everybody expects you to lose. And the team with 11, actually, it becomes challenging because they try and force things in or they're in a hurry. They, they panic a little bit. And, you know, I'm not sure that our club made some, you know, good decisions in that final third. Um, and what I mean by that is sometimes just the movement to create the space. Okay, there's a couple passes, a couple cross. We had 34 crosses, which is not normal for us. But, uh, you know, some of the movements off the ball we'll, we'll address and we'll get it better.
0: Jeremiah? Yeah, was was Chad being pulled up? Was that purely
4: uh, just tactical? Tactic, no, he had yeah. an injury or anything like that. No, it's just pure tactical. Other questions, guys? No other questions? Okay. One more? Yeah, I mean, one shot on goal, Is that something that- it's particularly frustrating. I think we're better than that. I think that you know the fact that we had to resort to just pumping 34 balls into the box from wide channels uh, is not indicative of you know the play that we're capable of. So again, Jeremiah, we're gonna we're gonna try and fix it. Yeah. How
1: pleased are you with uh, Kim's
4: performance? Kim has been good. You saw a couple times in the first half he's stepping forward winning balls not letting the other team out um, When they when the other team recovered the ball, uh, I think he, he he's a good player. We're happy to have him Yeah, I mean he came in and created a few things he had the ball on his foot inside the box a couple times Wasn't able quite to get off a clean shot or a clean pass but again it was tough it was tough sledding in there because they had literally eight guys in that area where he was trying to play so it was a little challenging for him you know we needed the the outside backs to do a little bit more you know we needed knew who to do a little bit more you know kelvin just to make sure that we were able to stretch them a little bit to give that space for those guys inside Felipe. So- <clears throat> well, we certainly missed Nico, but I think we had enough players out there that are capable of breaking lines. It's just a question of do we you know have the quality do we have the ideas to make sure that they come to fruition uh you know the best chance that we had when clint. Had our shot on goal was because Will Bruin was the one that was breaking the line, and he got in behind. And those are the types of movements that we need more often. Maz, what'd you call
1: it? Yeah, the other end of the spectrum is that you got a shutout, and given Stefan Fry the professional that he is, you talk about how he
4: bounced back. I know it's a team thing, but obviously I can't get back on the page and show that a true professional. Well, Maz, he's always a true professional. Uh, the shutout really doesn't mean anything to us right now. It's 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 a product of Columbus hitting back. I know they had a couple counter attack opportunities, but uh, that's really not on my mind. Thanks, guys, that was head
1: coach Brian Schmetzer at his post-match press, post-match press conference, if I can say that. Hey, listen, Schmetzer, I mean, uh, Stefan Fry is our Budweiser man of the match, so, you know, a, a shutout's a shutout. I, I just like to make that clear again. No, uh, uh, back here on the Sounders FC post-game show, 0 the final score between Seattle and Columbus today. Jackson fells up here in the booth beside former Sounder captain Danny Jackson, S2 assistant coach Wade Weber. Uh, let's just start, Wade, by general takeaways he, he seemed just as frustrated as we are in terms of the offensive production
2: yeah and he you know doesn't pull punches he also is uh, veteran enough to know that you don't air you know what you say in the locker room right. out on the field so you know Danny you've been in locker rooms where Brian you know he comes he comes in he's disappointed the thing about a, a locker room after what feels like a loss it is a it is a point and it's a it's a draw um you don't have to like it, what would be the purpose of going in and giving them the hairdryer treatment? You know, like it's they're, Yeah. They, they didn't do well enough. Um, what, what they don't need is, is for you to pile on. What they need is a solution to the problem. And that, and that really is what this coaching staff is going to do over the next few days. The challenge is right. they're leaving on Monday, I think. Right. So they have, yeah. they're, they're back at it and there's not a lot of time to go out on the training field and work out some of the problems.
3: And I think that's that's part of the equation in terms of Brian's approach to this team right now, post-game and also in the coming days, is they do have a game coming up, a big game coming up on Wednesday um, against Toronto. They have a big game coming up next weekend, Portland. So, yeah, there's a preparation in terms of how you approach the, uh, the dialogue, the communication to your team right now. Everyone's disappointed. But I also think that... Uh, the coaches app will inevitably, as they always do, they'll self-evaluate and they'll think what could we have done better to set the team up in a situation where they could have been successful against 10 guys. Listen, it's not the first time we've seen a team go down to 10 away from home, especially in an environment like this, sit back, lock it down and play very organized. They made the shift early to a three at the back, which reverses as you mentioned, Wade two a five, but I think all the points and things we've mentioned, right, you know, kind of play too slow, too many touches at decisive times, not getting the ball out wide quick enough when the player has space to whip in a good quality ball. 34 crosses? Yeah, you know, but how many were of true quality? You know, you could say, hey, X amount of number of, of shots, but how many are really testing the goalkeeper? And that's really the question. What type of quality do we have in the attacking third? And how do you fix that? And sometimes the, t- the team is going to look to the coaching staff right now and say, help us fix it as well, because they need guidance. You know, Brian is inevitably the captain of the ship. He's going to guide this thing down the path. And he's going to be the one that's going to guide this team and set this team up for Wednesday. And I think at this point in time, this is where Brian and his coaching staff, it's a crucial next three to seven days how do you set this team up and prepare this team for success because i believe the team's going to be as frustrated as well they're going to be frustrated not just for themselves and for the fans i mean listen we heard the noise at the end of the game that was booing and that was you know that's a significant um response from the crowd based on what they saw they'll take that on board as well but i think the the coaching staff now are going to have to be very poignant in what they say and very very direct in terms of what their tactics will be Wednesday to try and get a result
1: in that post match press post mat. I can't say this post match press conference. Thank you, practice, Jackson. <laughs> it always works. He uh, Brian Schmetzer did say that they would work on attacking movements, working out of line, being creative. Need and Danny, what you said a number of times during this match we would see them kind of start to have an attack develop and then it would just immediately stop or, slow. slub. And that's what he said. He said they needed to get down the field faster before Columbus bunkered in. That was a big key. And is that a sort of thing way where you're able to make a, just say it in, in a team meeting and, how much of it is is the need to get on the practice field and actually do that rather than just say okay watch watch film and, and say see what you're doing there no go yeah
2: it's the classic educational thing there are visual learners and there are exactly. you know, m- m- motor skill learners. you have to get on the field to to have it become permanent um, but they don't have the time to do that the right. the, the reality is when a team is is playing to counter as Columbus were. And getting everybody behind the ball as often as they could, and shifting and shifting and shifting. Y- you won't have those opportunities to get behind them unless they come out. So you almost have yep. to fail, hmm. let them counter, yeah. and then counter their counter, right? And <laughs> it's and a chess and, match. And, and no, and the Sounders had some moments. Some moments when Henwala, second half, he's coming down the left channel. They're they're in transition, and they slowed the play up, and they chose to cut back, play inside. Right. Um, it's it's caution, and you know it's I. I I would now. I mean, I was happy when the red card happened, right? Not happy for Alex Roldan getting studs in the chest and yeah. face, but but happy thinking, okay, seventy-five minutes, here we go. Uh, but 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 really looking back, if Columbus would have stayed eleven v eleven, their formation wouldn't have shifted to five at the back, right. and would we not have had more opportunities against them playing a four-two-three-one? Right. And and it, you know, it's funny how life works. I <laughs> I'd still take eleven v ten overall. What?
3: Uh, Yeah, and I would say from a coaching staff as well, I mean, you know, Wade, you're a coach, you can say, we've both been players, you don't necessarily have to be out in the practice field to know what you have to fix. And sometimes you have to lean, in situations like this, you have to lean on your players. You need a little bit of magic, a little bit of imagination. You know, Clint Dempsey going out there for for half an hour playing offense versus defense, is that really going to help him? break down a, a really disciplined back five on game day at 2 o'clock. Um, you know, uh, so I just look at it this way from a standpoint of, yes, you can say those things, you can ha- but you have to lean on players. They've been there before. They've done those drills time and time again. They should have set up themselves to play 11 versus 10. They know what they have to do. It just wasn't executed when they needed it from certain players that you have to lean on in situations like this, Wade.
2: And I, at some point, you've got to tell those young guys, uh, Wingo and Handwala, uh, late in the second half, they're going against tiring defenders. Yep, yep. They're, they're, they, you know Columbus are, are on the ropes, perhaps, you, you could say. I don't know if that, that might be overly dramatic. But if, if they only beat them once, yep. th- that's all we need. Yep. We just need once where you get by. You, you might go at them and lose it ten times, and, and you know the crowd's going to get frustrated at you. I'm not frustrated as long as once. You get behind and set us up for an easy finish rather than lift the ball in from an impossible angle.
3: And it goes back to courage, right? Exactly that. Be willing to fail, but keep going. And it's a domino effect because I look at someone like Ozzy, Gustav Svensson, who's playing a bit further back, but... They should be demanding that a Abouane gets the ball and goes at that, that, that outside yep. player. Get the ball out there quickly so he has some time to get the ball under control and pick up some pace when it is a 1v1 situation and he's not covered in a 2v1. I look at it this way. As a young player, you cannot play safe. You've got your career in front of you. Anybody can get the ball out wide, playing on the left, you right-footed player, chop it back onto your right foot and lay it back to Ozzy Alonso. Anybody can do that. Yep. What separates players who are going to be in a squad and in a team long-term in an environment like this with the Sounders is to have courage to get the ball and play outside your comfort zone. Do not play safe because these are the guys that need to step up. Give Brian Schmetzer a problem to have in terms of picking the team.
2: And more than anything, if you're a sub coming in, oh. you, you have to be uh, the, the quintessential risk-taker. You, you have to go at them. Right. And yeah, you, you might fall on your face more than you, than you succeed, but... But that pressure, you're going at them, You're going at them. The defense, when they're tiring, it's irresistible. Sooner or later, you're going to get past them, and that's what – that's what was needed, I think. And we're talking all about wide play. Yep. Maybe let's save it for a different show, the fact that the, the, they couldn't penetrate centrally as well as maybe they needed to.
3: Yeah, and, play, and we mentioned it you know, a few minutes ago, Will Bruin, you know, the amount of times he did not receive the ball, he back to goal, able yeah. to drop the ball off to a Dempsey 20, 25 yards from goal, that then can play that little diagonal slip pass between the line of defense to allow an outside player to come in on the diagonal, break the team down like that. When you're playing a man down, a lot of you run, is off the ball to create space for yourself or for other players, that's what, you're, that's what creates the exhaustion. Because, look, you're not running 60, 70 yards up and down the field. You're playing in half of a field, as we've seen. It's those 5, 10, 15-yard explosive plays. You might not get it 9 times out of 10, as you know, Wade, but that one time you get it. That one time the ball gets through the, out, the gap between the outside back and the central defender, and you've made that run because you persistently you're going, you're going, and you just have to keep going, and at some point you just hope you get the ball and you're able right. to execute.
1: Before we move on and look at Toronto, Wade, I think you were looking at some stats there uh, a few minutes ago. Did something stand out to you?
2: Well, yeah, you know, this is the standout. Is, uh, one shot on target for Seattle is the, is the official total that I had from uh, the MLS site. Um, that's, you know, Columbus had two. So, two shots to one, and Seattle played a, whole, a very long time, a man up 16 to 5 overall, but only one of those 16 on target. That's got to be better. Seattle's passing percentage is great, but you don't score necessarily the passes.
3: You and know, to be expected with
2: tape. Yeah, minutes. yeah. Right. You yeah. got the extra man, and they were patient. Um, chances created um, is on, again, from MLS. It's not from the Optostats group. Um, really, there was the one Clint Dempsey cutback from Will Bruin, uh, which, yeah. in retrospect, you know, was a good chance to score. It was a good chance. It was a good chance. And, uh, you know, if that goes in, we're all breathing (laughs) a a significant sigh of relief on Well, look at
3: the two chances that Crew had. I mean, we, you know, when you look back at the game, you think, okay, you know, the two best chances other than that Dempsey chance, which was a great save by the goalkeeper, came from the Crew. I mean, Zardes was eight yards out, had at least passed the ball into the corner and missed the target. And, um, you know, and so in that regard, we kind of, you know, Got a little bit lucky at that particular time, but it's going to be—it's going to be a, a hard, a hard game to swallow, and it's going to take a lot for this team um, just to kind of absorb it, get away, and then get back fight up for next week. There's
2: 26 games left, right? right
3: I, I agree. What I
2: don't want to do is start the countdown in the—you know—like th- about two months from now. We're saying, "Hey, don't panic. There's 14 games left, you know, because the 26 games have to be played, and you have to get 20, points from 27,
1: them." 27, actually, right? I think they have they played cause that, eight because now because now it's one four and two.
2: Yeah, that, math was never
1: my strong Well, we talked about losing points
2: at
3: <laughs> crucial times. Like, there's know, a lot of time. Point is, you're you're there's right. a lot you're of time. Right. I was
2: thinking S two S two play tomorrow and <laughs> after the game <laughs> it'll be all right. But for
3: example, I think last year going to San Jose, Chris Wondolowski in the 18th minute hitting ball off his yes. knee, one yeah. one. That that two points lost will allowed us to go to second on goal difference. I think yeah. last year and not flip up to first. These games, I agree, 100. percent We've said this before. At the beginning of seasons, oh, you know, a lot of, lot of games. It's been down to a point or two, and these points matter as you get to the end of the game, end of the season, try to get that position in the league.
1: Well, we look back now at Columbus, and we look ahead to Toronto, the place where Seattle won the 2016 MLS Cup and lost the 2017 MLS Cup. So that game is Wednesday. We're going to look ahead to that and look around the league and see what else has happened in MLS. That's coming up next on the Sounders FC postgame show. Seattle and Columbus tie 0-0, a scoreless draw here at CenturyLink Field. So that's in the books, a point for Seattle, and now they move on to Toronto. We'll preview that next on the Sounders FC postgame show on Sports Radio 950 KJR.
0: You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR.
1: Seattle Sounders and Columbus Crew SE play to a scoreless draw here today at CenturyLink Field. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Feltz up here in the booth alongside S2 assistant coach Wade Weber and former Sounder captain Danny Jackson. All right, before we look ahead to what's next coming up very soon here for the Sounders, let's look around MLS and see what's going on today. Montreal over New England 4-2. The New York Red Bulls over New York City FC 4-0. That is a huge win for New York Red Bulls there. Uh, Minnesota United FC over Vancouver 1-0. Uh, LAFC and Dallas, a scoreless 1-1, or sorry, a 1-1 tie. Uh, games coming up later today, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, LA, Galaxy, Sporting KC, Colorado, San Jose against Portland. And then we look back to yesterday, and that is where we look at what's next for the Sanders. Now it's time to w- look at what's next, brought to you by Bill Quorum's Bill Puyallup Nissan Easy, like a Sunday morning. Yesterday it was Toronto FC over the Philadelphia Union 3-0. Now Toronto, guys, that's where the match is going to be played on Wednesday. It's in Toronto, so back at the site of NLS Cup 2016 and 2017. But for the Seattle Sounders, it's, it's a, more of a question of how you come off of this match here against Columbus. And we, we talked about that a little bit. On Toronto's side, this is a team that had a rough start to this season. They're not very high on the Eastern Conference table right now. But now that CONCACAF's over and they're getting a little healthier, this is the Toronto team that, that can go challenge for a supporter shield.
3: Well, I would say, looking back at those last two championships in Toronto, yes, one in 2017 was a rough game all in all, and they really did play well. Um, Bradley played a a really solid game in the midfield, really dominates and bossed that game in the midfield, and probably a really good game for Christian Roldan to look back and see how you kind of dominate and control a game. But, you know, hey, they were pretty organized, both games. I mean, they they were solid for the most part. They were organized. Stefan Fry, yes, made some great saves. You have to rely probably on a Stefan Fry to play a big game again and the back four to play solid. But, uh, I mean, Chad Marshall coming out after 45 minutes, that's probably going to help. He's a little bit fresher going into Wednesday's game. So, you know, all in all, I think the Sounders are going to have to swallow this, move forward. It's a point on the board. They're going to have to figure out, what they did, what they need to do better, I'm sure Brian Schmetz will communicate that to the team, of course. I think it was a, a poignant sign, his uh, delay coming out to, uh, uh, to the press conference after the game, you know, probably was saying a few words. But, again, I think those words are probably choice and probably directed in the right way, knowing Brian. So, yeah, tough games, long way to travel, Them to come all the way back for Portland, it's going to be a lot about recuperation, about preparation to get their, head, their heads and their bodies right for the game.
2: Yeah, uh, th- this. Don't forget, this team was 0-3 zero goals scored right um the sounders and you know they've lost one of their last four they've had to go to kansas city which is never an easy place to play uh they got the great fortune of opening up the stadium down in lafc and a just a terrible uh mistake by fry and you know he doesn't make that you're suddenly talking about a team unbeaten in their last four i don't think the team is in any way broken um but it that's not maybe the mood you know that and, and Perceptions, reality, and and how the team perceives itself. I have no clue. Um, I know I don't think that there's a lot wrong with the group. Uh, they're struggling to score. Teams go through that. They're missing a lot of attacking pieces. I think it's yeah. it's logical yeah. yep. that you go with two guys who, guess what, were playing college soccer last year in Henwalla and Roldan and and, and Alex version, um, and you're putting them in key positions in your attack. There's a there's a jump, and they haven't quite made it yet. So, okay, their team's not going to score a lot of goals, and they don't have a lot of pace going behind. And all of those things, notwithstanding, the team is not, yes, they're in a terrible spot in the, in the table. That's because they started 0-3, right? And there's, there's time left to fix that. Looking at Toronto, um, Altator strained his hamstring in the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he's going to be a go. They're a different team without him. Um, and, you know, the, all of their eggs were in the Champions League basket as well. Yeah. Uh, Seattle... Came out of the Champions League hurt. Uh, same kind of deal. You know, uh, Jordan Morris tore his knee up down in yeah. the Champions mm-hmm. League. So both of them have suffered as a result of it. Um, and I'll be fascinated. You know, what Schmetzer said it yesterday, Danny. Uh, yesterday at training, he said, um, we need to be hard to play against. We need to be difficult to score against. You defend your way out of a slump. You, you don't attack your way out of a slump, and you might think, well, it's a scoring slump. So, no, it's it's a result slump. You you commit eleven guys committed to defending as a group the proper way. I don't mean bunkering, right? I mean pressing, right? I mean getting in the face. Yep. That that's how you get out of a slump. You, you you defend your way out of it.
3: And I and I mentioned at the very beginning of this uh, post game, your know, reputation doesn't win games. I think that goes for an individual. But just because you have a strong reputation, a strong resume and CV of, of quality and goals doesn't mean you're automatically gonna continue that forward. It has to the the Xs and O's have to be there. The hard work has to be there to get yourself in position to score. I guarantee Brian Schmetzer is going to say the same thing about this team as a collective whole. Reputation doesn't matter. We went to two championships. But let's get that mentality back that we had in the late summer of 2016 when our backs were against the wall. We had everything going against us. We had to win every game. And to Wade's point, get the basics right. And I guarantee Brian Schmetzer will go around that dressing room and say, look after yourself. Figure out your own game first, focus on that, and then help your buddy. And if you can, figure out your own game and play to some level of your, your maximum ability, maximize your opportunity to play, and you can help somebody around you, then this team will be successful. And I think that's what his, what his basic message is going to be, is let's revert back to what we were like in 2016, let's get that chip on our shoulder, let's roll our sleeves up, let's fight for each other, get your own game right, the results will come. The quality is there. It just requires that little bit more, and it's not twenty, thirty, forty percent more, right? The game is about 5%, five percent, five ten percent more in the right critical areas, having that quality and that effort when it's needed.
2: And there is this: is their first clean sheet, right? <laughs> am I am I missing something? Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at the yeah. at the list. The, the, even the win, they conceded yeah. a goal. Yeah. Or two in the draw. This is their first clean sheet. So I know it might seem to be lemonade I'm making out of lemons. Um, It starts somewhere, right? Every turnaround starts somewhere and you don't recognize when the moment was until usually the season is over. Um, and the team needs a turnaround. And, you know, this was a, a game they maybe should have won, but I don't think you can say that based on the chances. And
3: I actually think when you go into Toronto is a difficult spot, why not that be the yeah. best game to have in this situation, right? You know what you have to do. You've you've had a chip on your shoulder probably since the MLS Cup 2017 when you got dominated on the field. You got beat there, didn't play your best game. Questions were asked. This is a maybe a great game to have right now where you have to win. Your focus is there on a multitude of different reasons.
1: Sounders and Columbus, 0, zero here today at Central Union Field. Only a few days to make those changes and looking ahead to Toronto. That's a Wednesday match. We will have kickoff at 4.30 Pacific time right here on Sports Radio KJR. Uh, you will be able to hear pregame starting at 4 o'clock p.m. So we're going we're gonna to jump into uh, the Dave Softy Mahler show and, uh, and and take over some some Sounders instead of him. Uh, so that will be on Wednesday at 4 o'clock pregame starting. Going to face Toronto, it's, it's where... MLS Cup was won a couple of years ago, so happy memories. And then obviously the memories, uh, the bad memories from last year. But it's Michael Bradley, it's Marco Delgado, it's Sebastian Giovinco, Victor Vasquez, all those great players. They're still on that Toronto team, so it'll be a lot of fun. And this Sounder team still looking to to really start, kind of start rolling. Hopefully we see that happen in Toronto and, and that swagger come back as we were talking about in late 2016 all right, that'll do it for the uh, Sounders FC post-game show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio KJR. Thanks to assist, uh, S2 assistant coach Way Weber and former Sounder captain Danny Jackson. Great job by Andrew Harvey and Pete Fewing who were calling the game as well. Thanks to Adam Lowy back in the studio. My name is Jackson Phelps. Make sure you listen to Sounders Weekly on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Then once again, Sounders going to Toronto. It'll be Sounders and Toronto FC on Wednesday. Listen to pregame at 4 o'clock. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to the Sounders FC Soccer post match coverage on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at redap.com. By ProLion Surgeons, providing convenient same day surgery and individualized care. ProLion Surgeons is the hospital alternative. By Washington's Lottery. Play $5 hit five from Washington's Lottery and get a chance to sign a one day contract with Sounders FC. Tune in next time when your Seattle Sounders FC take on Toronto FC.